So most people consistently complain about how life is, but that's because they don't understand the rules of the game. And this also applies for business as well. Welcome to The Underestimated Entrepreneur, where I share mindset, lifestyle, and business hacking tips, tools, and some painful lessons along my journey from growing my businesses, and also working with some of the top entrepreneurs, business leaders, and professional athletes. Driven Mofos, welcome back to another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Michael Mojo, founder of Mojo Human Performance Institute, where we focus on business, mindset, and lifestyle optimization for driven people, or driven mofos as we like to call them. The reason why I do these episodes is that most people waste their life, and I just don't want you to be one of them. So let's talk about the rules of the game. Now, this came up because I was having a chat this morning with my hairdresser, young guy, trying to excel, trying to do his best in life. You know, he's in his early 20s. And I was just quite blunt in my conversation about why most people don't succeed. And it's because they're set up not to, right? And they're set up not to because they surround themselves with other people who aren't set up to win. And there are rules of the game of life that allow you to win, and there's rules of business that allow you to win. And if you understand those rules and you play by those rules, you'll normally kick ass and excel beyond most other people. But when you go to other people for advice that you surround yourself with, the majority of people are average. They're the averages, right? And if we look at scientific data, it's based on averages in the majority of cases, not all, but in the majority of cases. When you look at the way that most decisions are made in people's lives, it's based around averages. I think most people want to excel. I think most people want to be great. I think most people want to do some awesome stuff in their life. I really do believe that. But wanting that and actually doing it are two completely different things. And the reason is that there is a completely different mindset. Now, some people are born with that mindset or from a young age, they develop that mindset. That's a very, very small percentage. Like we're talking decimal places like 0.0000 something percent. If you have a look at the greatest investor in history, Warren Buffett, from such a young age, he knew that he wanted to be one of the richest people on the planet and he loved money. He loved understanding money and so on. So there are people like that who from a young age just grow up and go, this is what I want to do. And they just follow that path at the expense of everything else. And that's normally what they become. Some people not, but again, it's a decimal place. 99.999% of other people on the planet normally are quite confused. And from a young age, they get implanted on them from their parents, their teachers and so on. Like, let's be honest, 99.999% of teachers aren't crushing it financially. So the advice that they're giving to kids in the classroom around money and finance or around the things that they complain about or whatever they say in the classroom isn't based on them crushing it. Now, there are some great teachers out there who do quite well in their chosen fields and their subjects. I'm not having a crack at teachers. I think teachers are very important. They're an important structure of an amazing fabric of society. The problem is, is that most teachers don't want to be fucking teachers. They're stuck in a job that they don't want to do. And they don't know what they want to do because they're doing exactly what I told this young guy, my young hairdresser. And I said, most people go out in their early 20s and their goal is to buy a house and then their goal is to get married and their goal is to have kids. What they don't realize though is that they are fucking setting themselves up for destruction for the rest of their life. They're going to trap themselves. That's not how to live life in 99% of the cases. For the 1% out there, that works perfectly. You know, my parents, they had me at 17 and 19. Went out, dad worked two jobs, you know, mum worked as well. I was fairly independent and used to look after my sister from a young age. So everything worked out okay for them. But there are so many other people who make choices like that and things don't work out for. Now, my parents are now financially to an extent independent. I mean, they're not super rich or anything like that, but they could retire now and probably live on the passive income that they make from the investments that they've built. 
Now, my dad still works flat out and my mum still works. So my point is though that the majority of people don't know what they want to do. And so you've essentially got parents who go, I think I know what I'm doing in life. And the truth is that they have no fucking idea what they're doing in life. None whatsoever. Maybe slightly a little bit. And so as their kids grow up, they don't realize that when they're sitting at the traffic lights and a Ferrari pulls up and they look across the traffic lights of the Ferrari and they say something stupid like, oh, I bet that guy's a prick or I bet he's trying to make up for something. Or they watch a current affair and they put their kids in front of the television and the person in the current affair is having a crack at some wealthy person who has built a business and now they've got to go and fire a whole bunch of staff because of whatever reasoning, right? Economy turns, maybe they did some stupid things financially, whatever. And they sit there and they go, oh, you know, those types of assholes, you know, I just don't like them. They get home from work, they go, my boss is a prick, my boss is an asshole. Every time they say that in front of their child, that there is starting to create a belief and an idea or an ideal or some sort of a story that that child's gonna use with some meaning attached to it for the rest of their life in most cases. And so they're gonna grow up with a similar idea and ideal in most cases, not in all cases, but in most cases. Because children sometimes will follow their parents' path with the same beliefs, the same ideas and the same ideals. The other thing that they do is that they'll do the opposite. And sometimes you'll see kids or even people when they grow up, they do the opposite of their family. They're very, very common human behavior patterns. So now you've got parents who might struggle financially. They're not doing what they want in life and they give their kids advice based on their insecurities that they have. Like you should go to university to get a good education. You've got to do well at school and they project that onto the child. So then the child grows up believing that education is super important for the success of their life. So then now that that child has worked really, really hard to do something that may not be conducive to what they really want to do in life. Then they leave, they go through university, now they've got a hex debt. Then eventually they go out into the workforce with a hex debt straight away. They start making some good money, but they don't realize that as a higher income earner or a moderate income earner, they get taxed heavily. Then they go out and they buy a house. Then they go and have kids because that's what they're supposed to do. Then they go and buy a car. Then they've maxed themselves out on credit. Now, credit is great for the banks, but it's not great for the average person because the average person spends it on liabilities, not investments. So because of that, now that person's trapped. So they're working the next 30 to 40 years to pay off their home. Now, house prices go up in most cases. But what most people don't realize, because again, they've been conditioned by their parents, by the banks, by the government. And all of this is just a system. And if you break it down and think about it, it makes sense. But most people don't think about these things. The government want you to pay tax because that's how they run. That's how they operate. So essentially you pay the government through your taxation. Now, just like everybody, they're fucking greedy. Just like most people are greedy. They go to work and they go, oh, I wish I was making more money. My boss should pay me more. They don't think I should add more value and I should do more and I should see how I can become a greater value add to the company. They just go, well, my boss is getting rich. So fuck him. I want more money. The government do exactly the same. They go, well, we need more money. So they just increase taxation. They don't look at all their inefficiencies and all the dumb shit that they're doing, which everyone out there knows. Everyone out there knows that governments waste so much money on just absolute bullshit, the same as councils. Because when you give money to people that they don't truly earn and truly work for, they'll waste it. And so governments do this. So then they increase taxation, but they can't increase taxation across everybody. Because if they do that, there's going to be problems. If you tax businesses heavily, it means that there's not going to be a high level of employment. The government know that the majority of people are employees. So what they do is they want to try and tax employees as much as they can without killing their lifestyle to an extent. They wanna give them just enough where they can just get ahead or just barely eat, but pay tax, right? That's the government's primary objective. Now, I don't think that they know this, but when you need to make more money, which they consistently do, 
they forget about the people and how people operate and what they do and human behavior and all this stuff. So they go, right, we could increase, let's say we're gonna increase business taxation and we're gonna increase it instead of charging businesses, say 30% tax, let's put it up to 50%. Then people like me as a company owner, I go, well, fuck it, I can't afford to employ staff. So then what I do is I just half my business. Then the government goes, shit, that's not good because employment then becomes a problem. So then what they do is they've got to try to figure out how do we tax people and get more tax without it stopping employment. And the government know that the majority of society is that they'll work for somebody. And then also the secondary level of that is self-employment. So then they look again at the employment structure and they go, well, how can we tax people at a level that seems fair? So what they do is they go to the high income earners who work at a job and they go, we're gonna tax them the most. Then they're gonna buy expensive cars. So they'll go out and they'll buy luxury cars. So we'll put in a luxury car tax. Then they're probably gonna buy expensive other shit as well. So we're gonna tax them heavily as well. And so the government's trying to figure out how to tax people at a level where they can optimize the taxation that they collect. So they're not gonna strangle businesses because they need businesses to employ people. And they also know that the majority of our society needs employment. So they put certain rules and certain structures in to allow that to happen, which is why you can have a property developer that's worth millions of dollars, go completely bankrupt, falls over, mum and dad investors get absolutely screwed, yet they still live an amazing lifestyle because the government have to put in structures to protect the people that create jobs in some cases. Now, you can't do anything illegal. If you do illegal shit, then that's a problem. But there are certain laws and the rules of the game change at different levels. You know, if you're a huge corporation, like look at the banks in the US and even look at the banks in Australia. You can get away with a lot more shit when you're such a big corporation. Like you can essentially fund terrorism like banks have been busted for and no one goes to jail. Whereas if I were to go and give money to a drug dealer, I could end up doing jail time. But banks can lend money to drug dealers. They can lend money to drug cartels and they'll get a smack on the wrist and they get fined a couple of billion dollars and they just get told not to do it again and it gets swept under the rug. Why? Because of the rules of the game change at different levels. So my point is that the majority of society grow up being fed information from the environment around them. Now, if you think about your parents, if you're listening to this, were they lower class? Were they lower middle class? Were they middle class? Were they upper middle class? Or were they upper class? Because the conversations that happen in those families are completely different. Having worked with people whose families have inherited, we're talking tens and hundreds of millions of dollars from their grandparents, their great-grandparents, or even their parents. Those people normally live life and think differently than the majority of people who start off in a lower socioeconomic status or lower middle class. Because lower and middle class people are taught to go out, get a good job, be a good model citizen, pay their tax, complain about shit all the time, and they'll complain about the council, they'll complain about government, they'll complain about tax, but they won't do anything to change it. And they really don't have any fucking influence. The only thing that they'll do is complain, which is, you know, this is where you see protesters and all that sort of shit. They're normally in those class environments because the upper class people, if they want to change something, they just shift. Like if banks want to change something, they normally just move and then the rest of society and governments have to follow because what are they going to do? You're not going to kick a multi-billion dollar bank out of the country. If you do that, that has huge consequences to the economy. So the rules of the games change and it's set up that way. It's always been that way since, you know, go back and look at great emperors, look at what happened through, you know, great governments and great economy throughout history, the Greeks, the Romans, all the empires, they play by different rules. They have to, okay? And then you've got the majority of the population is just citizens that are there who just do what they do. And everyone has a place. They're offering value, you know, from whether it be the person who is making 
back a thousand years ago making horseshoes, okay? They had a place to the person who's, I guess, making clothing or whatever it is, or, you know, masons and stuff like that. Those people all had a role to play. Now, those great economies couldn't thrive without those people. So our economy can't thrive without the working class, right? But that's the majority of the population. Now, those working class get pissed off when the rich get richer or people getting ahead when they're business owners or own companies. And the reason why that happens is because it's set up that way. And we all play by the same rules. I can't go out and do illegal shit or else I go to jail. Which is funny because when I drive one of my supercars or whatever and I pull up and someone goes, oh, I bet he's a drug dealer or I bet he does something illegal or I bet he fucking scams people or rips people off. I see it all over the internet, right? Oh, his courses are a scam. They're just saying that because they're in the lower class or lower middle class and they're working their ass off. And they go to work and they work Monday to Friday and they finish a little bit early and they go to the pub or whatever and then they spend all their money on the weekend getting pissed and gambling and, you know, doing dumb shit and whatever it is or whatever they're doing, right? And then they see someone like me and they go, well, how can that prick get ahead? How can they be doing anything different than I'm not doing? I work hard. They can't work harder than me. It doesn't make sense. They can't understand that I can produce 10 times the amount of money that they can produce because they think, well, if there's, let's say there's 40 hours in a week or 45 hours that they're working in a week as a tradie, they go, well, they can't be working any more hours than I'm working. How is it that they can earn two or $3,000 an hour, yet I'm only earning 40 bucks an hour. Why? They must be doing something illegal. And that's not the truth. That's just silly thinking. And it normally comes from being stuck and listening to people around us in the same class brackets. And you have to break out of it. And so my advice to this young guy, and I actually had it this week where I had a young guy who started a business and I've been trying to get him to come to our Thrive Time event. And his friend told me, who's part of our community, who does our Business Growth Odyssey event, now, his business has grown 2,000% since he started with us in the first 12 months, right? In his business. Then he's got his mate who comes in, complains, is stuck, struggling financially, can't figure out how to get customers, all this sort of stuff. Says you've got to go see Michael, go to one of his events. I've called this guy, this young kid, multiple times, you know, young male, young man, whatever you the fuck you want to call him, multiple times. And every time he's always got an excuse, a reason, a justification why he can't do it, you know? And so this time I call him and he goes, oh, I'm saving to buy a house. And I said, don't buy a house. You're fucking 22. Don't do it. That's crazy. And here's what's going to happen. Your business is struggling to get ahead, right? You don't know what you're doing. You need to learn sales, marketing, finance, leadership. You need to bring on more staff. You are essentially going to bottleneck yourself and create handcuffs or noose yourself. You're going to hang yourself by buying a house because here's what's going to happen. You're going to go out and buy a house. You're going to not want to buy a piece of shit. So you'll go out and buy a house that is the max that the bank will lend you. So then you'll go out and you'll do that. Now from there, you're going to have to work your ass off. And the only way that you're going to be able to get ahead is by working overtime. So you work more hours to produce a little bit more money. When you do that, that will become the norm and you'll go out and you'll buy a new van or you'll buy a new car or whatever in order to be able to do your work. Then from there, you're going to live stuck in that paradigm for the next 10 years in order just to get ahead. Your focus will be paying off your home loan and paying off debt to the bank. Now, let's say you pay off your home loan, it's worth 500 grand, and you're gonna do that by, let's say, 60 years of age. The only way you can produce money from that is to sell it. When you sell it, you're gonna to have to downsize your house. And most people don't realize this. The only way that they think that they're gonna get ahead is to sell their house, which supposedly, which is a fucking lie, that the greatest investment they're ever gonna make is in their home. The banks tell you that shit. The banks feed you the little Aussie dream. The Aussie dream is to own your own home. That's bullshit that the banks tell you. They tell you that because they know that if you go and buy a house, you're a lifetime customer and they're gonna earn interest off you. I've heard people say that, even most people before they're 30, I need to buy a house, I need to buy a house. 
probably the dumbest thing that you'll do under the age of 30. Here, if you're listening to this and you're under the age of 30, the number one thing you should be doing is investing in learning as much as you possibly can. Go and study everything you can, especially if you're a business owner. Go and study everything from marketing to sales to branding to leadership, accounting to whatever. Go out and learn as much as you can because every time you do that, you're going to build a better business. Eventually, you'll have staff. Those staff then will then start to produce income for the business and slowly over time, that momentum will grow and over time, you'll start to create more and more wealth in your business. Now, for the first five to 10 years, it's gonna suck because you're gonna feel like all your friends and family are getting further ahead. I went through the same thing, right? I didn't buy my first house until I was 34 years of age. And at 34, I went out and bought a house that most people would never be able to buy in their entire life, right? I was able to go and spend well over a million dollars on a house. Why? Because I spent all of my 20s working and learning, working and earning, working and earning, working and earning and learning, working, earning, learning, working, earning, learning. That's all I was doing. I would feed as much money back into learning and education as I could because I knew that the more that I could do that, the more I'd be able to build a high quality business. Then from there, I started building a high quality business and there's a lot of mistakes. If I was trapped financially when I was younger, I'd never be able to learn. I'd be stuck for the rest of my life. Now, if you are one of those people who are stuck, my recommendation is figure out how you can add more value so you can make more money right now. Get out there and do that and then invest it in learning. If you're making under $200,000 a year, I think $200,000, $250,000 a year, your focus should be learning. And every year you should be trying to figure out how can I make more money from what I'm doing and invest it back into learning. Keep doing that and the more you learn, the more money you'll start making and then eventually as you make more money, it'll start to compound and you'll pay off. But most people want immediate gratification and most people are taught the only way they can get ahead is by getting a pay rise. And so they go to their boss and they say, I want more money. Well, fuck, everyone wants more money. That's the dumbest shit ever. Don't even think about that. Think about how I can add more value and how I can become more valuable. If your priority is to become more valuable as a person, then you'll keep making more money. So if you just think about it that way, like I don't ever think about making money. If our business struggles financially, the one thing that I do is I go, how can I add more value? How can I create more value? What can we do for our customers? How can we help them more? Like, how can we help them succeed more? I know that if I help a business owner produce an extra million dollars in their business, asking them for $20,000 or $30,000 or $40,000 for personal coaching is a no-brainer. So my personal coaching normally starts at $40,000 per year and then it goes up to about $100,000, $120,000 and sometimes I'll even get a shareholding in the company for the growth because I back myself, I know that their business is gonna grow. So my point is that you wanna figure out how you can become more valuable because that's gonna create greater value. The more that you do that, the more you're gonna excel. Anyway, I hope this helps. You can tell I'm highly enthusiastic about this topic because I just think that way too many people get so caught up in trying to fit in to a group of people that they wanna try and excel and not be in. When you do that, you're gonna get stuck. And so just remember that most people, the working class are probably gonna be taxed the most. Now, when I say the most, not financially, but percentage wise, we can pay you know hundreds of thousands of dollars every year in tax. I can't wait till the day I gotta pay a million bucks tax. Some of my clients pay well in excess of millions of dollars in tax every year. It's not that they're paying the amount of tax, it's the percentage of tax from their earnings is obviously different. And the lower class and the lower middle class, the people who work and, and work hard, they're the people who normally get taxed the most. So if you can work hard and work smart and you can figure out the rules of the game and you learn the rules of the game and you're around people who understand it, you will get ahead and you will succeed. There are incentives. There's things that you can set up through accounting, through taxation, through legal that you all have to understand. You've got to understand also how to produce and do a whole bunch of different stuff that we're not taught how to do, especially in the lower middle class. So please, 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 if I could give you one piece of advice from this podcast, is it just have a little bit of time to self-reflect. 
and ask yourself, are the beliefs that I have and the stories that I keep telling myself around money, around finances, around work, around career, and around what a good lifestyle looks like, are they true and where did I get those things from? Because I would say in most cases, it's those things that are keeping you stuck, which is why I say all of my events, success is about 80 to 90% mindset and psychology and the rest of it's just a strategy. That's the easy part. I can give the right tools to people and they will still fuck it up if they don't have the right mindset. And this is why at our business growth odyssey, the hardest thing that I have to do is to shift business owners' mindsets through the different stages of business growth. Because every time they go to grow, there'll be a bottleneck and a block and it's normally the owner. And so if I can keep helping shift that and then give them the right strategies to implement, they'll normally go and implement. Everything starts compounding and they do a great job. So anyway, I hope that helps Driven Mofos. If you haven't jumped across yet to my Facebook group, it's a free Facebook group called the No BS Business Hacks on Facebook. So just type it in the search bar, No BS Business Hacks, jump in there. Also, make sure you hit up my team for the free resources. We're putting free resources in there. Just ask them. If you get in the group, my team will reach out to you. Just say, do you have any free resources on sales, on marketing, on strategy, on leadership, on mindset, whatever your blocks are, because my team normally have that stuff available that we can give you. So please make sure when you join that group, if you're a business owner, please ask for whatever your blocks are. And my team normally have free resources that they can give you as well to help you. I hope that helps. Anyway, Driven Mofos, also, if you haven't rated and reviewed this podcast, if you could please do so. Massive shout out. I know Maddie, you're out there, Maddie Z. I just read your review. I really do appreciate it. For all of those who have been giving me star ratings as well and give me five star ratings, you all rock. I really do appreciate it. So please remember to rate and review this podcast. Anyway, Driven Mofos, I look forward to seeing you back here again on the next episode. Take care and keep kicking goals. 